We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. And uh, coming in September 2020, a new site we have built together called... Defector. Defector, and we're going to have a new podcast to go with it. This very podcast, which has the name... The Distraction. It's out right now, and it's available everywhere else you get your podcast. At Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction everywhere. It's out right now. Go listen. See ya. Bye. Just when I think I have parenting all figured out, something happens and catches me all the way off guard. Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellis's. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. (laughs) Oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married. Yes, sir, we Mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. (laughs) We about to take pillow talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. Jackson tells me a couple days before Friday, it's probably about Tuesday, that he has to wear a blue shirt to school for whatever activity they have going on that day. Great. No problem. Usually in the morning, I get Jackson's clothes out. He gets ready for school. We're all good to go. On this Friday morning, I get Jackson's clothes out. No blue shirt because I don't remember that he needs a blue shirt. I have too many other things to remember, right? So it was specifically on his homework sheet the night before that he had to wear a blue shirt. Lo and behold, we go to school. Jackson jumps out the car, no blue shirt on. As I pull away from the curbside, I see an influx of children walking in with blue shirts. And I'm like, shit, today's Friday. Jackson was supposed to wear a blue shirt. So I see there's a little table set up, like a spirit table. And they're like, hey, you can purchase a shirt here. So everything in my body wanted to go buy Jackson a shirt, take the shirt to his classroom so he would not be left out. But I tried to be a thug, guys. I was a mommy thug. And I was like, you know what? There is a lesson in this. And Jackson had a responsibility to remember his blue shirt because he is eight years old. And let me tell you something about my eight-year-old, okay? He has selective memory because if he wants the latest Kyrie Irving SpongeBob sneakers that just came out that he had a searching all over for, he would have remembered to tell me where to go and where to get it. He couldn't remember his blue shirt that morning. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go home. I'm not going to bring him his blue shirt. I'm not going to buy a blue shirt. He's going to have to deal with sitting in school today with no blue shirt. But then the mommy guilt kicked in. And I was so heartbroken the entire day because I, all I could think about was like, my baby head doesn't have a blue shirt. And he's probably the only one in the class without the blue shirt. And how is he going to feel? So I went to Instagram. I told the story. I did a poll. Like, parents, do you think I did the right thing? Did I, should I have taken Jackson the shirt? Or did I do the right thing by not taking it? of people said I did the right thing. A couple people said, you know what, girl, he's eight. You shouldn't have did that because now it's going to instill the sense of fear and and lack thereof in him, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, it's cool. I get that. But at the same time, I know my son. And it wasn't his first or second or third or fourth offense. So I said, you know what? Fine. So at pickup time, I go to get Jackson and I'm like, Jax, um, how was school today? So he gets in the car and he's like, mom. I'm like, what? You forgot my blue shirt. I was like, I forgot your blue shirt, Jackson. And in that moment, I know I did the right thing 
Because this little mofo tried to blame it on me like it was my fault he forgot the blue shirt. But guess what happened, though? It's now the following week. I see his blue shirt on a hanger on the doorknob of his door. And this is like Monday. So I'm like, oh, Jackson, why would you do? Why is the blue shirt here? I put the blue shirt here so I won't forget it on Friday. Lesson learned. So I was caught off guard with that one because I expected him to forget the blue shirt again. But then it made me know that in my lesson, he got the point. All right. So y'all know that we always do karaoke. But given the topic today and our guest, I felt it was fitting to play her song directly because I could not learn all of the lyrics overnight. (laughs) So listen to this hilarious parody of Old Town Road. To drag my kid right out the front of the store Cause she was crying, couldn't take it no more I had to drag my kid right out the front of the store Cause she was crying, couldn't take it no more I got my toddler in the basket, I forgot her tablet In the aisle, get too close, I know she's gonna grab it I say no, of course Let me tell you, that Old Town Road song, I absolutely love that song And my kids have run it into the ground So of course I had to find a remix version that supports all the parents out there because I know we can all relate. It's just me today. I am holding down the fort. DeVal is not here. He had the actual nerve to go out there and book a guest star role on a show. Can't tell y'all which one yet. But, you know, first audition out, fresh off of filming out in Atlanta, and he booked a role, and I'm super excited for him. And today it was kind of like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Are we going to cancel recording today? And I said, you know what, baby? I got this. I got this. You have trained me well. So, um, so yeah, he's off uh, at a table read and he's recording today. So I am going to be holding it down with a special guest today. Um, and we're talking about the parenting journey and things that we feel like are challenges, things that we probably could have prepared for, things that we didn't prepare for, and things that just pretty much catch you off guard in the moment. And I know I've had many moments like that. Um, and it's super funny because I feel like I was a single parent for this past summer. More or less, because DeVal has been um, filming in Atlanta for five weeks, so it's pretty much been me and the kids. So shout out to the single moms or the single parents out there, single dads, whatever you are. If it's just you in your house and you're outnumbered by the children, may the force be with you. I don't know how y'all do it on a day-to-day basis. I hope you have a tribe. If you don't have one, find one, because it is so very necessary to have <laughs> those extra set of hands. But it's, it's funny because I was you know, relocating with the children, which is not an easy feat. Being in an apartment for 10 years, just him and I, and then having three children, it's crazy the amount of things you accumulate over the years. Then having to sort through that because you don't want to bring all your crap from one location to the other. So it was literally my mom and I with the kids day in and day out, sorting through things, packing boxes, all of that. And the best part about it was when DeVal would hit me like, okay, he's just moving. Like, Negro, I'm just moving? Like, just moving. (laughs) Meanwhile, you're on set. You got Crafty bringing you lunch and whatnot. He had nerve when he came home for a weekend to be like, babe, what's for dinner? I was like, listen, this ain't craft services or nothing. You're going to have to figure it out or we're going to have to do some takeout because what I'm not about to do is sit up in here with all these boxes around me trying to find pots and pans to make you something. So, DeVal, you're welcome. You got off scot-free without moving anything. You were able to come back from Atlanta to a house that was semi-put together. And the rest of it, we're just trying to figure out 
in the meantime. But the best part about it is that my children are super resilient. They were the ones who I was worried about the most with any kind of change. Um, And it's amazing how much your children can be exactly what you need when you need it and you don't even know you need it. Um, So shout out to Jackson, Cairo, and Katz who held mommy down, you know, while we had a crazy, crazy summer between work and relocating. And we are back here today. But it's not just me. I have a special guest in, somebody who whose videos I've watched for a long time. And it's so funny because I've never actually gotten to her Instagram page. I think I've just seen them in transit being reposted everywhere. But the best thing about your content, or her content, I should say, is that it's so relatable as a mom. And it's so clever. And the way she comes up with these things, like I... I don't know how you do it, but I'm glad you do. Because every now and again, I need to have those little bits of laughter moments in the midst of the crazy. So joining in on this conversation is Jessica Rose. She is a writer, comedian, and a YouTuber. And you can find her on her YouTube channel and her blog, She Really Had a Baby. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you so much for being here. And I feel like the most popular um, or the most seen video you've had was the one that you um, you did a parody around Cardi B's money. Yes, that is the most popular How many one. views did that one get on your YouTube page? So on my YouTube, it's it's nearing 3 million. On like Facebook, there, I would say like close to like 40 million. It's, that's insane. And, that's, and you can't really track stuff like that. Right. When it catches a certain amount of fire. Right. It was just being posted on so many different pages. Well, it's money by Cardi right. B, but mommy. 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 <laughs> you got to hear this one. <laughs> my baby daddy chill, but I'm going to keep it real. We didn't work out because he don't pay bills. Baby on my hip, so I don't wear heels. Ziploc bags, and they got good seals. Cold little fridge. I keep snacks chilled. Four years old, and she don't stay still. Kiss her in the mouth, and you might get killed. Eating in the car, and I know she going to spill. Woo! is a mess why did i have kids boarding school is next i like morning sex but i can't get no d with her all in my bed mommy all i ever really hear is mommy i don't get a chance to breathe i'm a mommy all my baby really need is a mommy baby wipes for the poop don't pull up my hoops baby wipes for the poop let go of my hoop. So who writes this? Do you sit down yeah, and write this? I write it all yeah oh I my write god everything i love hip-hop and i love rap music. So when I listen to these songs sometimes, I'll just be driving and I'll think about something that was annoying. But So there's truth in Jess. We know that. So mm-hmm. a lot of your stuff is comical. We're mm-hmm. making fun of this parenting journey, motherhood, fatherhood, whatever it may be. So tell me about the truth in your story. So I am a single mom. I mean, me and my baby daddy get on each other's nerves. Right. 100%. Right. But he's in no shape or way from not involved in my daughter's, okay, daughter's life. So I don't know if people online really always get that. And I think he definitely is in his feelings about that every once in a while. I can imagine. Because uh, I wasn't sure coming in on it. I was like, I wonder yeah. if she really has like this disdain for her baby daddy or like, what's the story? Don't get me wrong though. It's still a 36 hour shift. Uh-huh. So he can relax. I'm still 97% <laughs> of the time holding it down. She's that 36 hour shift. Yeah, he's not, not there. Okay, good. Um, It's just, I am the one that runs the ship. Like I make sure that my daughter, it's, it's fun and games. It's like the Disneyland weekend. Mm-hmm. It's the video games. Mm. It's no, it's Sunday. Like you have to brush your teeth and you have to go to sleep at eight o'clock and you're going to school tomorrow. I'm the one that's raising her. That's how I feel. Okay. Um, we were on again, off again for like two years. And when I got pregnant, it just didn't work out. Right. Which and happens. And 
the way that we've figured out parenting is really just me kind of holding it down mm-hmm. and him seeing her on the on the weekends. Right. So I definitely feel like I'm doing it alone. But like you said, a village is important. Me and my mom don't or didn't have the best relationship. But with my daughter, she's a part of that routine. She's a part of that weekend. I get my two days in a row because my mom takes her and then her dad takes her. And then okay. it's mommy time So you again. have a good cycle. Yeah. So That's great. It's just stressful. Being a mom is stressful, you know? Whether you're married or single or alone or everything, nine times out of ten, just as a woman, I feel like you're the the role that you play with as a mother yep. is can be overwhelming. I always talk doing. about mm-hmm. that. And it's funny, you talked about your blog. I actually recently started a blog, right. um, my Kadeen I Am blog, where I just feel like I should just talk a little bit more. It's kind of an extension of like the podcast or an extension mm-hmm. of my thoughts or things people ask me to, through DMs. And I talked recently about balance and how mm-hmm. there is really no balance. Or mm-hmm. there's this, in my mind at least, this this desire, and I'm trying to make sure there's some sort of equilibrium in my life that never really happens. So a lot of times you just kind of have to let things fall sometimes Mm -hmm. do you ever feel like you know you're trying to balance and juggle a bunch of things and doing the videos and maybe Nyla's not on at that moment like is there frustration how do you deal with things like that so I feel that more recently as things are kind of taking off for me a little bit more especially just with she really had a baby as a brand Mm -hmm. the balance just without a brand and going I have a full-time job I work 40 hours a week I go to school part-time I have a five-year-old kid that just started kindergarten and then I have amazing opportunities being presented to me all the time so a hundred percent things never feel balanced yesterday it was 5 45 I was about to clock out and I got a text from LAUSD that said tonight's back to school night I said how the hell is it back to school night (laughs) and I didn't know but because the night before I didn't pay attention to the flyer in the folder because it's kindergarten and I'm getting used to the fact that there's homework there's actual homework now everything you know and just rushing through all of that I need to edit a video when I get home you know my balance that was like me in the blue shirt how did I not see the blue shirt on the paper but, but here's the thing is that, you know, he's eight. You said he's eight years old. Right. It's it's on me. Yeah. I'm not even at the point where I can start putting that on her. Right. At Nyla's school, they start this thing in the morning. You get a star for the day if you're on time. So my baby being punished if I get her there late. <laughs> I'm, Nyla's now coming home. Had a star. Nyla's coming home talking about I didn't get a star today. And I can't even be like, well, damn it, why not? Why, exactly. Baby, I'm so sorry. We're going to get you to school on time tomorrow. <laughs> That's so you when you go to, to Target and you get a pack of stars and be like, here's exactly. your star. Exactly. Because you're mommy's star. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, you my know? gosh. So it's stuff crazy. like that. But, yeah, my balance is really my break, 100%. Mm-hmm. Her father helps provide for that. So I get my break every weekend. And that's how I kind of reset. Now, whether I use that time effectively to catch up mm-hmm. or turn up sometimes. I mean, hey, <laughs> balance, baby. Determines the trajectory said. of the rest of the week. Absolutely. But yeah, that, my release is my wine. That's like my staple in all my videos because that is a thing for me. Uh-huh. I love my glass of Which wine. Which one's your favorite? I love red wine. Me too. It's been hot, so I've been going with the Chardonnays. Okay. Just for a little yeah, a little lightness, mm-hmm. but I prefer like a Cabernet Me or too. a Merlot. Mm-hmm. A Malbec is okay, good. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is good. All right, all mm-hmm. right. So I we, even just recently, we need to get together some, some yes, days yes. online because chow. I'm on the black box. Sometimes, depending on how stressful the week is, I get my wine by box. Oh. So it's kind of just like a little squirt oh, the right out. Scrub, what is yeah, it called? There a you go. The, yeah, the little I nozzle. My, I got my wine on tap. She, there cream, you go. Basically. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, so you said you started with like a little couple 200 followers. You decided to just, you mm-hmm. know, do the video. 
tell me a little bit about that journey. How did you decide to start putting it out there? Any right. struggles that you've kind of encountered? Because we're similar in that our children are involved mm-hmm. in our videos. You know, we're oh. putting a little bit of our life out there. Yeah. You know, and you know how it is when you create content, you put it out there and it's up for scrutiny. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's all people yeah. have their, their things they want to say. So how does that affect you on a day to day when you're creating your content? So Nyla is definitely holding the brand back, okay? Like <laughs> Nyla get with Nyla it, girl. is just like these cameras, I can't even get a good Insta story of her without her being like, "Why are you recording me?" Uh, and so kind of learning her boundaries in that sense yes. and not forcing that on her. Yes. Uh, but trying to bribe her as much as possible without her feeling overwhelmed by it. But sometimes she gets excited and she's into it and I just try to play on those moments. There's been times where I've had entire things set up and I'm like, I need her to be engaged in this video. And she has so, to be on. Yeah. yeah, and she's not. So we're just going to have to try this at another time or another day. <laughs> right. Which means that it could be next week because I have two days off every week, you know? Yeah. So things like that can be frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh but just going with the flow so that she's comfortable because I never want her. This is not something she's asking for. Right. Right. This is something that I'm doing. Absolutely. Um, so thinking of different ways that I can just produce content on my own sometimes. Right. Which is, is funny because for my husband and I, it kind of started out that way with mm-hmm. the kids. Of course, like I said, that video went viral with him in Cairo. Right. Um, and then people just want to see the kids because 100%. they're like, we love the kids. We love the kids. But also, too, at the same time, they're not on all the time mm-hmm. and you don't want to force it. So that's when he and I had decided, you know what, let's start doing videos around us mm-hmm. where we were talking about relationship issues right. or things that happen as parents. So that way it kind of gives the content, but it's not really involving the children and, and knowing yeah. the boundaries of that, which is difficult. And yeah. then, you know, Nyla's one child, but then I have three. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how I, it still baffles me to this day how two people can make children and they just be all completely different children or yeah. different people. And having to be able to um, to, to curtail your, your parenting style to that and, mm-hmm. you know, deciding when's a good time, when's a bad time for certain things. It could be a struggle. But, I mean, once you have a system going down, it, it tends to work out pretty well. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm not curtailing because I'm not no more parenting style. There ain't no more babies coming from me. <laughs> We got this one parent style and this one baby. And everyone always like, it's going to be the right guy. It has nothing to do with, with anybody else. A man. What? I'm not having another baby. Mother, being a mom is exhausting. It it's is. draining. That's it's, some shit. That's the shit that caught me off guard. It, it It's tiring. It's very right? tiring. It's extremely tiring. It literally mm-hmm. is an exhausting, amazing experience. It's, but, it's beautiful. Right. It literally has made me realize that there is something that's greater than me because I need to ask someone every day to make sure that this person is okay. It's the most undescribable love. But at the same time, absolutely not to fuck again. <laughs> No. You heard that. Not the fuck again, y'all. <laughs> Deval, did you hear that? Not the fuck again. Because every now and again, he gets into these moments where he feels like he can like romance me into another baby. Mm-hmm. He's just like, come on, we can try one more time for this girl. <laughs> and I'm just like, bruh, I don't even think we make girls, bruh. Right. I think it's a thing where we just make boys. And my pediatrician even said, oh, the probability of you guys having a girl is like 10%. I was like, you see, the dude has probability. This is numbers. You want facts? These are facts. The doctor has percentages and whatnot. Okay? Yeah. That's what this studies show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is there anything about parenting that caught you off guard? We're talking about off guard moments where you're just like, I did not expect that. Whether it be from Nyla or just something that the way you react or deal with certain things, anything that catches you off guard where you say like, bruh, like how? I think that just the overall thing from parenting or becoming a mom that I wasn't ready for was the permanence of everything, mm. right? So The change and then the permanence. The of, change, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So... Nyla got here. I had I gave birth to her, 
And then I'm like, damn, like, I really am not my own person anymore. Like, I have another person with me at all times. It's like the attachment to that, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's really the only thing that I feel completely caught off guard by. I'm caught off guard by things that I do myself that I judged my mother for. That's something Mm. that I caught. You know, I remember. Wow. Get my mom getting off work. She had three kids as well, me and my two brothers, and telling us to run in and get a Lunchable. And I used to be like, this lazy. You don't want to make me no dinner. You got me eating this Lunchable. Uh-huh. And then I have those full circle moments where I'm in Ralph's and I text her and I'm like, look, I hella just got a little Lunchable for dinner because I just can't. <laughs> okay? You're like, so Ma, I get it. Exactly. It's, it's moments like that. Uh, and then Nyla's kind of just coming into her personality. So mm-hmm. she's saying and doing things that do throw me off uh just about like boundaries and just randomly grabbing butts and being interested in certain things mm-hmm. and it's not anything that's that's negative but it's just a constant adjustment right to another person because right. they're de- developing at the same time that i feel like i'm figuring myself out so and now too you, mm-hmm. she's in school now so in school now. when you mentioned butts it's a funny thing i don't know what's so funny about butts why do like, kids love butts it's Butts, booty, poop, yeah. all that. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, why is that funny? But then now you'll notice that she's in school. She's going to start playing off of and picking up things right. from these other little kids in these schools. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something that she always... And then you're going to have to come back that with, you know, the stuff she learned at school and what you're trying to teach at home and, you know, mm-hmm. where you can draw the line with certain things. And then I have to be even more tapped into the fact that I'm sharing my time with her with another person and we're not... We're not against each other, but we're not necessarily on the same page. That's why we didn't work out because we're not, Mm. we don't think the same. Parenting styles. Parenting styles. Our parenting styles are different. We luckily agree on the major things. Okay. You know, um, major things being what? Major things like I think both of us were, were hit a lot growing up. So we don't, we don't hit our, we don't hit her. Okay. That's one thing that I'm glad that we agree on. Um, as far as religion is concerned. Okay. Uh, he is actually Muslim and I'm, I guess technically Christian. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds bad, but right. uh, we are not forcing anything on her as far okay. as religion. Okay. So those are pretty important. Some major like, important core things, things to me. Yeah. yeah. But as far as, you know, I'll randomly FaceTime her and they're just chilling watching Chucky. <laughs> Why are y'all watching Chucky? She's five. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> right. Things like that. You know, send her home with all these nightmares right. and whatnot. And yes. then yes. that comes, you know, so it's hard to monitor everything that's coming in when there's so many new environments like school, but then also going with grandma who lets you have Pepsi for breakfast, but then going with daddy who's letting you watch Chucky. Right. And then you come home to me and you're mad because the tablet has a timer and you only have YouTube right. kids. Right. Right. Exactly. So everyone's kids. just, yeah. Right. Everyone's on, on different pages in that So the sense. level of consistency for her, you feel like, and do you feel like you're the disciplinarian all the I time? Am. And so you're I'm just not like, the fun person. You're the killjoy. I mm-hmm. feel like I'm the killjoy in my house all yep. the times too. I am the killjoy. Though when the kids, when DeVal speaks, the kids are like, oh, daddy. But mm-hmm. I feel like I'm always the one that's just like, oh, pick up a book and read. It's mm-hmm. been enough time with this. And it's just like, oh, ma, like you're always killing the fun. Exactly. But it's like still that balance is hard within one household. So I can imagine being in like two to three different households dividing right. time, how that can be. The only thing that I think keeps it consistent would be it never changes. Mm. Friday, grandma picks her up. Saturday, daddy gets her. Sunday, okay. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mommy. Right. So it's different environments, there's a but there's a consistency in the routine. Okay. So that there, makes sense. there's at least that. She knows right. Friday means right. whatever you want for dinner. You right. know what I mean? Right. Grandma's coming. Exactly. So things like that. That's dope. 
it's funny you mentioned like judging your mom for the lunchable situation or just judging parenting in general. And it's funny because now that Deval and I are parents, we've had moments where we sat back and we've looked at, um, I guess, our parents and how they raised us, meaning he and I, both being the oldest of three and then raising our siblings thereafter. And then he talks about things that I do as a parent that he's like, you wouldn't tolerate that from your kids. So why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Half the time, I'm like, bruh, ain't nobody, like, stop checking me, because I feel like you're checking me right now, and you're telling me, for example, he'll ask me to do something, and I I just won't do it in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. Then he's like, you didn't do X, Y, Z, and I'm like, all right, I know I didn't do it, but I'm going to get to it. See, when you ask Jackson to do something, and he's not going to do it in that moment, you're going to come down on him. Yes, I will, because he's my child, you're not my father. <laughs> you know, we have those moments where he's like, well, you can't parent this way or or move this certain kind of way and expect your children to do that or do the opposite. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, but they're my kids. Right. You know, do you run by that whole like, do as I say, not as I do? Because for me, sometimes I'm like, I know the errors in my ways. So I'm going to do this with my children. I'm going to make sure they do X, Y, Z a certain kind of way because I don't want them to do or make the mistakes that I've made. 100%. So do you ever find yourself in that those kind of like predicaments where you're like Ugh. all the time? I, I don't mean, know. It's like the times where we get home and then I make her some chicken, your little mac and cheese with your spinach on the side, and she's staring at me because I'm sitting on the bed and I'm eating a Big Mac. Mind <laughs> your business. You need to eat that. You need to eat healthy. Mommy, right. do you do you have McDonald's money? Literally, right? <laughs> you, because you I'm doubt. eating this over here. You need to worry about right, that. Right, right. So I, I do think that I contradict what I want for my child sometimes with the way that I act. But I think a big part of that is still figuring out who I am and what I want for myself. Right. Which is probably the biggest struggle for me as a person raising up a young girl is still not knowing completely who I am. Who you are. Yeah. So, you're, so you're growing together. Yeah. Literally growing together. We're growing together. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I look at my things, you know, that it's funny how I can see the difference in parenting. Something that caught me off guard was... um knowing how to style step with my children depending on what they need and knowing their personalities. So I can't parent both all three children the same way because they both or all three of them clearly have different strengths, different weaknesses. They need certain things in order to thrive. So it's not a matter of playing favorites, but sometimes I feel like that's a struggle for me because it's like in that moment I have to parent one child a certain kind of way and it may be seen as me just giving more time to that child, but it's like I'm not really giving you more time. I'm just trying to see if I can get through to this child in this particular situation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that to me has become difficult. So then my my husband and I, we look at like our parents, for example, and we're just like, see, they were like really strict on us being the oldest. Mm -hmm. And then we look at our younger siblings and like, Y'all ain't turn out bad, but clearly we have some things together that y'all don't have together. And it's no shade to our parents, but it's just like, bro, y'all raised us differently. And it's it's hard because now I can look back as a parent and say, I get it, mom and dad. Like, I get why you were so hard on me because you maybe saw certain potentials in me. Um, not that you didn't see it in my brother and my sister, but they're different. And the way you parent is different. Mm-hmm. And that becomes such a struggle and it's so difficult sometimes. And that really threw me for a loop when it came to my own children because I'm like, I don't want to ever do one of my children a disservice right. by not, you know, style stepping to what they need. And that's to me, is just so very, very important. And it's so different and it's so strange and it's exhausting half the time because I'm just like, you can never just be. Right. You can never just be. You're always having to kind of foresee how things are going to go. It's true, though. 
because I'm also the oldest of three. Mm-hmm. And I am the most well-rounded mm-hmm. of the three. Uh-huh. You know, I have my stuff together. Right. I figure things out on my own. Right. You know, my brother, they're still, they're in their young 20s. They're still babies. Mm-hmm. But. They're taking the scenic route. Like I my brother, like I feel I like he's taking the scenic route to yeah, <laughs> figure out what it is you want to do. To the bank. Here, right. So he, give him your ID. Right. This is how we fill out paperwork. Right. You know Little what things I mean? like that. Things yes. like that that I'm just naturally accustomed to. Yes. That. But my mom still washes my brother's clothes. I know. I know. I was. I tell my mom so, all the time. I'm like, you can't say anything about my brother because you have created, <laughs> you have like, created you that monster. His yes. Is oh, well, you have two brothers. You said that. I have so, two brothers. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's the boys too. Oh, okay. Are they younger? Two younger they're, brothers, yeah. right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So my brother's they, younger. My daddy though. Both yeah. of them. They swear they're the older ones, <laughs> but they're both the younger bros. So right. they have a different relationship. I think boys have a different relationship with the moms than. Girls have with, it's with true. their moms. Me and I, my mom were head to head constantly. Right. Whereas no matter what, I know even if my mom upset my brothers, like they're still my mom. Right. You know I mean? Right. Right. I guess I'll I can look forward to that because yeah. not having a daughter, I was always like, but I won't have anybody. But mm-hmm. I say, you know what? God probably knew what he was doing because I probably knock her teeth down her throat if I had to at okay. some given time. We would be arguing. Growing up, my mom would say, "Your karma is going to be when you have a daughter." Oh, all the time. She, she spoke me. that into existence mm-hmm. for you. Look at she that. Knew. The she knew the power in words that I was going to have a girl. She just wow. knew it. Mm-hmm. I saw a meme recently. Um, it talked about um it said something to the effect like we need to stop tone checking black girls maybe they're just strong and opinionated in what they're saying right do you feel like we should stop tone checking our young girls or is it there is there an attitude that's underlying half the time no they need to stop tone checking girls and me i'm tired of being tone checked <laughs> i'm at work we're in a meeting and i'm talking they're like okay calm down i said i'm not upset right I'm just talking. I'm talking and I'm passionate yeah, about what I'm exactly. saying. Right. A hundred percent. I think that it's a perception of black women, just like there's a perception of black men mm-hmm. that is threatening to people. So instead of interpreting what it is that they're saying as passionate or aware or intelligent, it's like, oh, I mean, okay. Let's, yeah. let's dial things back here. Yeah. Tone yeah. checking is out. Right. hundred percent. Right. So... But then I also, too, age ranges, too. So if age it's a, ranges, it's a, too. If it's a young girl talking to an adult or something. So that's there's nowadays, respect. Right. There's a difference. There's respect. Mm-hmm. But there's also the understanding that your child is a human. And as a human, they're entitled to their emotions at the same time, right? So I don't feel like my daughter is my property. So if she's having an off day, yes. Oh, okay. So you are not allowed to talk to me like that, mm-hmm. right? But I understand that you're, you're having a moment right now. Things mm-hmm. like that. But... No, she can't just be talking to anyone crazy all the time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a different generation of kids now, two days. Because it I know is. back in the day, I used to be so nervous to do anything or to, right. to, to talk to anybody any kind of way with mm-hmm. a little inflection because I felt like it was going to get back to my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was going to get back to my dad. Exactly. And now I get caught off guard with these children that I hear on the bus sometimes or on oh the train gosh, in New York. I'm yeah. like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Who raised you? Right. <laughs> Where? It, like, just to be in, in the presence of an adult, there's certain things that you wouldn't do. 100%. But nowadays, it's just like anything goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think everyone's gotten into the, the habit of minding their business. That's really what it is. True. You're almost afraid to intervene. I feel like probably back in the day, if I was on the bus and saying something crazy, there might have been a grown person that said, hey, that didn't necessarily know you. That right. would be like, hey, why are you talking crazy like that right, right now? 
I hear a kid say something out of pocket in the mall. All right, let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm not exactly. That. I don't want nothing. That's not my I'm problem. I'm not trying to go viral for that reason, getting into an argument. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, so I feel like back in the day, like I was always afraid to just do anything in public because I felt like someone was watching and they were going to get back to my mom and dad and tell them that Kadeem was doing XYZ in public and we are not tolerating that. Like, what is this... You know, what is the culture now? You think people are just completely turning a blind eye to it and just saying, that's not my kid, that's not my problem? How do you feel about that? That's exactly what it is. I do the same thing. It's it's not my kid, it's not my problem. I think you mind your business. For one, because I do feel like I would want someone to mind their business with my kid, too. Mm. Especially if I don't know you. It's different when it's your friends or your family or anything like that. But there's less of a sense of community I would say it's mm-hmm. more of a personal relationship with people versus, you know, just anyone in your apartment building before it was like a big family. Right, right. right. Now it's like you walking in and out of your apartment, don't even make eye contact with me. I don't care who you are. It's, you know? it's, it's so. funny how you say that because us having our apartment out in Brooklyn, there's definitely a shift in like the years prior to now mm-hmm. because even though there's been a lot of turnover, you know, people moving out, gentrification, people moving in, mm-hmm. literally there's like this whole like, I'm going to walk past you, but not say hello. Mm-hmm. So it's to the point now where we're, we're purposeful. Like Devan and I will be like, good morning, good morning. And then if the person doesn't reply, we're like, well, I guess it's not a good morning then. Like real loud. So we can let them know, like, don't just be coming in and out of here. Like that's just common <sighs> decency with people. These are adults. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But with children is different. I get what you're saying. I don't think I would intervene if there were people on the train, you know, kids acting up and being, you know, wild and reckless. Yeah. I sometimes don't have energy for my three kids. How am I going to have right. energy for somebody else's kid? It's like we talked about moms having these empty cups that we keep pouring into. And it's just like it's unfortunate that now that's kind of how the culture is, that you kind of just see it and you keep it moving. But mm-hmm. um, I'd rather just save my energy and invest it where I'm going to see the return. And that's in my kids. You You also never know how someone else is going to respond, right? So it's like that fear. But there's a show on Netflix called Working Moms. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's actually hilarious. It's really good. And there's this scene where the mom is sitting down and she's eating brunch with her friend. And then another mom is walking by and her kid is throwing a tantrum. Mm. Just full-blown dishes. Like the mom is dragging her. And the other mom that's sitting down as they're walking past the stranger says, Hey, stop being a piece of shit. (laughs) And the mom looks at her and she says, thank you. <laughs> and they just so keep she wanted walking. that. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes you feel like it might make someone feel better uh-huh. or, or, or be a teachable moment. But yeah. Or maybe you can see the desperation in that other mom's eye. Like she That's may just true. be having a day. That's true. The kid may be having a moment. Sometimes you can't even judge. Sometimes you're just like, you know what? Mom, I see you. I get it. Mm-hmm. My kids do some crazy reckless shit sometimes too. And they want to embarrass me. And, exactly. Oh, my goodness. So... Things that we wish we were warned about with parenthood. Any one thing sticks out in your mind? Other than the permanency, even I know you spoke about that before, but as we wrap this up, is there anything that you think that you should have been warned about or maybe you can warn someone about? Like, be prepared for this if you go into parenthood. I mean, I can warn you personally about my own baby daddy before he gets someone else pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica. So what, she gonna give I'm us his waiting name, for that one. His address, I'm waiting for that his one. His social, all that. No, because he ain't getting no shout outs. So <laughs> probably no child is the same. Mm-hmm. Like not co- and no pregnancy is the same, no child is the same, no journey is the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would have saved a lot of time not being anxious over my kids' development mm-hmm. or, you know, her not talking at the same time. I know four year old children that speak better than my five-year-old right now. But, Mm -hmm. you know, 
they don't know their colors, but Nyla does. There's right. there's so many different trade-offs between what is right for each individual kid. It's so true. Know? Because sometimes I even find that it's true. As parents, we sometimes fall guilty. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's like a competition. Like, oh, my child is so much more advanced than this yep. child. Or what's your kid doing? What's your kid 100%. doing? How about we mind our business mm-hmm. and mind our children? You probably and, see it a lot you know? with all, with three. That oh probably goodness. all had different stages where you're Girl. like, you know? And then talk about, you know, having portions of your life on social media. We've had people DM us with mm-hmm. Cairo, for example, when he was maybe a, a little over a year. Someone was like, wow, He's he's speech delayed for his age. You should really have someone check him out because what, what I've studied, when I studied uh, early, early childhood development, yada, 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 yada. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, unsolicited opinion. First of all, <laughs> you see a, a 30 second to a minute video of my child and you, you can diagnose him. But it's funny, yeah. And yeah. it's one of those things that's just kind of like you have to deal with it because you do put a portion of your life out there so you can't... Yes. Some people don't, I don't mean get harm. mad. I don't get yeah. mad anymore. I used to get mad. Yeah. I feel blessed that there has only been one instance in all of the exposure where someone says something crazy about my kid. People say crazy stuff about me all the mm-hmm. time. Fine. Whatever. And when they said something in that moment about Nyla, did you backlash? Did you... Are you a I went responder? crazy. I was on live. Oh, okay. I like went oh you were on live. My oh. mom texted me and told me to get off live. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it like, bad, okay, yeah. talk about me, but not my kids. No, I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one. All right, now. It was so great sitting and talking to you, Jessica. It's great to actually sit down and finally, like, you know, see you in the flesh and I talk know. about your videos and your experience with Nyla and creating this brand that you have for yourself that yeah. has become a thing. And I'm happy you have it because Lord knows I'm going to yeah. be going to your page directly now because <laughs> I know where to find you. It's not going to be through, you know, mm-hmm. shared pages. Tell right. everybody where they can find you, where they can see your videos on Instagram, YouTube, all that good okay. stuff. So my Instagram is at this is Jessica Rose. Okay. But if you want to follow me or subscribe to my YouTube channel, you just got to type in she really had a baby. She really had a baby. Com and Jessica Schrody on Facebook. Sounds good. It's true because I literally was typing in she real and then you popped it. She really had a baby. So I'm just yeah. like, okay, perfect. So we know where <laughs> to find you. Hey, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you. What's Do that? you mind sticking around and answering some listener letter questions for me? Because DeVal's not here. Okay. And I need to know what you got to say about these these listener letters. Okay. All right. Let's see what they're talking about. All right. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to move into listener letters right after we get into some ads. So Jessica and I are going to do some some answering of these listener letters. You know, we don't have DeVal here with the male perspective. Right. But we're going to see what you guys are asking today and see if we can give our two cents. So stay right here. This for the record. There it is, a win for the ages. Tiger Woods is one of our most awe-inspiring sports icons. And his story, it comes with many chapters. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior. But here it is. The return to glory. This is All-American, a new series from Stitcher, hosted by me, Jordan Bell. You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Best in the history of golf. No question in my mind. And this season, with the help of journalist Albert Chen, we're asking. What if the story of Tiger Woods that the media has been telling, what if it's been completely wrong? All-American Tiger is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. 
All right, y'all. Thanks for coming back and joining me. Let me tell you, the inbox was super filled up. So you know what time it is. Let's get into it right away. All right, Jessica, you ready for this story? I'm ready. Let's see. My boyfriend and I have been together for four years. Just this past year, he shared that he does not want children in the future. He seems very strong in his stance. What do I do? Do we try to work through this? I can't imagine my life without him or children. Help. The first thing that struck me in this is that she said, it's her boyfriend. Right. It's not your husband. Period. There's no commitment here yet. So there's an out. Right. Which is a good thing. And I think children is a major decision. It is. It's life changing. It's going right. to follow you for the rest of your life, whether you like it or not. So that's something that you definitely have to be on the same page about. It's true. And I don't foresee things working long term because there will be resentment either way. Yeah. Um, if you decide to stick with him and say, you know what, maybe you'll convince yourself, ah, I don't want children, but you really do, then there's going to be a level of resentment in your life because you're going to want to have children and he's not going to provide that for you and vice versa. Say so right. you do have a child with him and he bends a little bit and then he's just like, you know what, you're the reason why exactly. <laughs> I'm a father. I think that relationships in general are enough of a task to work on right. by throwing something like children into the mix can completely take it to a whole nother level of stress and anxiety and work that I personally um, don't foresee it working yeah. if you guys are not on the same page about children. I mean, people can change, but I don't think you continue a relationship hoping that someone changes. That is I don't know. perfect. What do yeah. you think, Jessica? I think that's the perfect way to put it. People definitely, you grow together sometimes and his want might develop but it's not worth the stress of constantly trying to convince someone to be on the same page as you mm -hmm. and kids are a serious decision it's already good that they're in a relationship where these are conversations that they're having where they're planning absolutely um but if you're in a relationship where you're mature enough to sit down and do that and he's communicating what he does and doesn't want with you then I definitely think you should just cut ties, especially if it's not super committed. Plus, if it's really meant to be, you know, just go have a baby with someone else. It doesn't work out with them. Circle back. Maybe you want to be a stepdaddy. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe there won't be a true. <laughs> I didn't even think of it that way. Come through stepdaddy. You didn't say you didn't want to help me raise someone else's baby. Okay? <laughs> I'm back. Look at you finding the loopholes in situations. <laughs> go ahead, Jessica. Finding the loophole. Right. But but no, I, yeah, children are, that's a very, very serious topic. And, I'm, and like you said, exactly. you know, I think a fear for some people, being in a relationship for a certain amount of time, you feel like, damn, I've invested. Mm -hmm. Did you say how many years they've been together she four did. years oh four years so she may feel like damn i invested i was four also years. wondering how old they are though too because that plays into it true a little bit if true. they're younger maybe as they get old they could be fresh out of high school together or something you know what right, i mean right if they're still in their early 20s maybe yeah in his 20s he's not thinking about kids maybe, maybe that's 30 40 but do you have 10 do you have 10 years in you True. So wait that on that decision. You or know? like you said, if they're if they're late, say they're in their late thirties exactly. or forties, he may not want to be that older parent that's like, you know what, I can do without children. I've actually met a mm -hmm. woman recently that told me, based on the way the world is now, she wanted to have children years ago, but mm -hmm. now she's like, I just can't foresee. I don't think my heart can take right. bringing a child into this world under the conditions we're in. It's a scary place. Yeah, it's a scary place. Yeah. which I get it. Um, but I know that's sometimes a fear for a lot of people. Like, I don't want to just end this relationship after four years and have to start all over again. Right. And I'm like, you said, there's probably amazing things that you love about this man, right. but that's just one thing. For me, that's personally a deal breaker. Yeah. 
that's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. So sorry, sis. Let me know how it works out. Right. You know, just said maybe he wants to be a stepdaddy. <laughs> go half on a baby with somebody else. Circle My back and see go if he wants. Have a baby with somebody else and let him go. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's meant to be, he'll come back. Look at Jessica sounding all poetic and shit. All right. <laughs> on to the next letter. You want to read this one for me? Yes. All right. So, good morning. I received my electrical engineering degree from the illustrious Morgan State University, HBCU stand-up. All right, sis. <laughs> Married my childhood sweetheart in 2016. Bought our first home in 2018 right before giving birth to our first child, Jackson Michael. Definitely named him this before watching your vlog. <laughs> <laughs> he was born in December of 2018. Okay. From the outside looking in, it looks like I have it all, but inside I am empty. My husband works as a police officer and loves his job. His passion and motivation is evident in the way he speaks about his career, and I, too, want that feeling of fulfillment. I'm now looking at my next step, whether it's going back to school or looking at different career paths. Kadeen, how do you constantly travel and work doing what you love without feeling mommy guilt like you're missing out on your children's life? I love my son, and I just don't want to miss anything while still making time for myself. Thank you, P.S. Absolutely love what y'all do. Oh, my goodness. Hey, girl. Thank you. We love you back. So much love coming through. You know what's funny? Um, in reading the story, when you started reading it, I was like, wow, she seems to have everything figured out. Like, she has went to school, HBCU. She has a great degree. Um, you know, it was kind of like the succession that people aspire to in life. Right. I don't know if you felt that same way, Jessica, but me, for example, in Deval and I, we've spoken about it when we were younger in college. Like, we want to graduate, then we want to have this job, and then after the job, then we're going to excel in our career, and then we'll get married, and then mm-hmm. we'll have children, and we'll just ride off into the sunset and be old and gray traveling one day Uh but it doesn't necessarily work out that way for a lot of people so it was funny to see that I saw this kind of succession of like that quote-unquote perfect life that people aspire to have but Mm -hmm. still she has this feeling of emptiness inside um which I think a lot of people suffer from from time to time especially moms um to answer your question how do I travel without feeling mommy guilt I feel the mommy guilt Mm -hmm. I told y'all already about just the damn blue shirt like how much I felt guilty the entire day and it bothered me that I felt like I was doing my son a disservice by not having something that he needed in that moment Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm able to travel and I'm able to work A knowing that I have you know family that's able to help me which is great so the next best thing to me is going to be my mom and I'm so fortunate and I'm so blessed to have my mom I've told you guys before that my mom suffered a heart attack when she was 57 a couple years ago and that for me was like a completely like my world completely crumbled at that moment because I felt what it was like to potentially not have my mom in that moment and where would I be Right now, where would my husband be if I didn't have the help that we had from our families? So that is is super important for us. And if you're fortunate enough to have your family and your tribe around, make use of that. And if you don't have that, um, the tribe doesn't have to be relatives. It could be a community of people who agree on things that you agree with, like just mm-hmm. life life lessons, life skills, um, you know, uh, morals and, and codes that you feel like 
align with you, find a group of people like that who you can lean on when you need the help. Um, So that's super important for me as well. But I also am able to kind of subset some of that mommy guilt by making sure that I'm super present in the moments that I have with the kids. So Mm -hmm. it's not just those moments of like the kids are in the background playing and I'm just like sitting around scrolling Instagram or stuff. Like my job requires that I'm on devices a lot Mm -hmm. because that's where, you know, my my bread is buttered. But at the same time too... I have to realize, and I've made more of a conscious effort to make sure that in those moments with those boys, that I can put my phone down, that I can really absorb what they're saying. Like, I've had moments where Jackson would be talking to me, and this is maybe like, I want to say two, three years ago, he was talking to me about something that happened in school, and I was just busy on my phone, but not even busy doing work. It was like, I was probably looking at some dumb shit on Instagram, and he was like, mommy, da-da-da-da-da, you know, he's telling me a story, and I'm just like, yeah, 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 and he's like, you're not even listening to me, and then he walked away. Like, break my heart into a million pieces, why don't you? And just stomp on the ground and, like... That's mommy guilt. Yeah, that's... Like, so that's a mommy guilt moment. My Mm -hmm. my guilt doesn't come in working to help to provide a lifestyle that I want my children to have. My mommy guilt moments come in those moments where I'm just like, I'm not paying attention to my babies. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about it. Yeah, it's sad. It's real. Yeah. It's real, Have you had those moments? All the time. I mean, I think especially with social media and a lot of business being on there, there's so many times that I justify what I'm doing. I'm not doing shit. Yeah. I'm really not doing shit half the time. Right. Right. I'm telling myself, oh, I got to engage and do this, that, and the third. And my daughter has said something over and over and over. That's where mommy, mommy, mommy comes from because she's had to say it six, seven times for me to check in and pay attention. But I think it's important for us to feel the mommy guilt because the good thing about feeling it is that we are checked in enough with our relationship with our children to to feel that pain. Yes, Because the real problem is not feeling the mommy guilt. The real problem is never feeling it at all and never... changing or or checking in. You're so right. So if if you don't feel those sad moments, it's either because you're perfect, which doesn't exist, (laughs) right? Or because you just you just don't care. You just don't care and you're not tuned in. So I feel that mommy Mm -hmm. guilt a hell of a lot. Um so don't feel bad for feeling that way. Like you said, that just means that you care. It means that that you you care. care. But also too, um, you know, you talk about your husband being super fulfilled in his career. You need to have your own outlet. Yeah. And whether that means you're a stay-at-home mom and you just need to have moments away with like your girlfriends or like, you know, just time away from the kids. I feel like that time away too helps you to grow as an individual to, like you said, you have your two days. So you're able to reconnect with yourself. You know, self-care is a hot topic now, taking the time to just kind of mm-hmm. re-energize and revive yourself as a mom because, you know, you can't have that empty cup and continue to pour into people with nothing there for yourself. 100%. So, you know, be kind to yourself. Find out what it is that makes you tick again. If it's, you know, going back into the electrical engineering, you know, field and right. trying to see how you can juggle that. I understand if Jackson is your only child, he's your first child. So, you know, you don't want to miss all those moments because I felt the same way with Jackson. You know, when I was working back in the day, um, Jackson was born. I was working at MAC Cosmetics in retail. And I yeah. feel like I missed the first entire year and a half of his life because I was working in retail. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was gone for like 12 hours a day between commuting to and from work and just being on the floor working and Deval had said to me he's like hey if you want to be home like I'm going to I'm going to help you do this like take that leap of faith and I'm going to be here to help you and I was able to just step away from that and build my own makeup business and career outside of you know that retail environment so if it means you know finding something for yourself um, that you can then have flexibility to juggle with the kids then all the better it sounds like she has a choice about 
what she wants to do right now, which, which is, is something great. that, yeah, something a lot of people don't have, you know? There's yeah. room for you to pick something where you might feel passionate or you might feel engaged, where it doesn't take up a lot of your time. Maybe if you're going to go back to school, go back part-time. Right. Um, just something that's going to make you feel more motivated, but not so much so that you're missing out on your kid. Because I get it. I was the same way. Yeah. I was working full-time. Nyla was in daycare at four months. Wow. Four months she was in daycare, 12 hours a day. I was on the bus. <sighs> I baby-wrapped her to my chest, hopped on the bus, hopped off to drop her off, on the bus trying to breastfeed because I'm trying to hold on to the breastfeeding yes. thing. I think we all feel mommy guilt about something all the time. I was just talking about how I was so exhausted the other day. I passed out before her. And when I woke up, I saw her holding the book that I kept telling her I was going to read, that I never read to her. Oh. And I read her the book at 6.30 in the morning, woke up before school, like, hey, yeah. you know? So just finding the opportunities when you do feel that guilt to check in and make up for it. Absolutely. You know, make yourself feel better and let your and kid like know And like I said before, care. these kids are resilient. And they I are. I don't give them a lot, enough credit mm-hmm. because they definitely bounce back and— there's a, they, they have a way with they when they come to give you hugs and kisses because they're a lot more forgiving than adults. They do. Um, so, you know, don't feel too bad, girl. It seems like you said you have options. A lot of um, moms and dads out here, especially single moms and dads, don't have the choice to be able to um, decide mm-hmm. on what it is they're going to do. They just have to do it by any means necessary. But, you know, don't worry about it. Not to discredit the emotions. No, That's exactly. Not what we do, exactly. You still have choices you right still now, have choices which is a good for sure. Definitely. Thing. All right. Thank you so much, Jessica. You might me to bring you back in here again. You know, on days when Deval want to leave me high and dry. Oh, that works for me. You can totally come in, and we can totally like chop it up about other random stuff. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> and if you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, email us at deadassadvice at gmail dot com. That's deadassadvice at gmail dot com. All right, Jessica. So if you've listened to Deadass before, you know that we end every episode with a moment of truth. And the moment of truth is just any takeaway that you have from this entire episode, something that either resonated with you, something that you want to implement later. What was your moment of truth after talking about our parenting journey and the challenges and being caught off guard with certain things? What's that one thing that you take away from today? Probably just the fact that no matter what your situation is, we all have the same feelings as moms, you know, this is even just from a listener letter, she feels the same guilt as an established married person not working that you feel as an established working married person that I feel. We all have the same sad feelings and we shouldn't feel alone. Really? Absolutely. No, we don't. We can't feel alone. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what your circumstances, you're absolutely right. We're all experiencing some of the same things because the minute you say mommy guilt, it's like, I know exactly what that feels like. I know exactly what that feels like. Um, I think my moment of truth after talking about just the parenting journey, challenges, um, being caught off guard is that um, you got to take it one day at a time. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that was my grandmother's favorite saying, um, bless her heart, she passed away a couple years ago. That was my homegirl. But literally taking things one day at a time. Naturally, you're going to plan for your children's future. Mm -hmm. You're going to plan for, you know, things that you want them to achieve, you know, working with your children to see what it is that they want out of life. But at the same time, too, knowing that you kind of have to be kind to yourself sometimes and just know that 
this is a learning process for you too. And mm-hmm. there really is no wrong way to do it, but just learning from those times where you feel like, damn, I could have done this differently. Like we've had moments, Deval and I, where, you know, we've had to reflect as parents, right. he and I, and he's like, you know what, damn, I shouldn't have handled it this way with Jackson. I should have done this or taken this approach or, you know, in co-parenting or just having a relationship, being able to check the other parent and say, I don't think you did this in a way that was suitable for this child in this moment with this circumstance, maybe try this next time. And it right. should always be an open dialogue, especially between parents. Like you have, you know, your your daughter's father who, you know, you're in contact with and y'all talk about things, you know, that matter. <laughs> so, you know, being on somewhat of the same page so that right. there's some cohesion because we all know keeping that... Keeping each other accountable. Keeping each other accountable. And we're knowing that the children do work well when there's some sort of routine. So, you know, shout out to all the parents out there because, you know, we on the struggle bus together. We really are. <laughs> We really are the struggle bus together. (laughs) Jessica, thank you so much for coming in and joining me. me. It's been so much fun talking to you on air and off air. We've been here kikiing about everything under the sun. Yes, we Um, have. So it was really great (laughs) to have you here. Make sure you guys tune in to Jessica's YouTube page and she gave you her handles and all that good stuff. So thank you, Jessica. Thank you. All right. And be sure to follow us on social media. My handle is Kadeen I am on Instagram. And of course, my husband Deval, he's not here, but in spirit. Be sure to follow him. I am Deval on Instagram. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, because we love to hear your feedback on what you like and what we can improve on for this second season. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. That way, when we do the new episode, it will automatically download to your phone. All right, deadass. Deadass is a production of Stitcher. It's produced by T-Square and Denora Pena. Our chief content officer is Chris Bannon. Our associate producers are Kristen Torres and Treble. Our studio engineer and original music is by Brendan Burns and mixed by Andy, Kristen's daughter. We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. We have a podcast going on right now as part of the Stitcher Network called The Distraction. That's available everywhere you get your podcast at uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction. Right now. It's out. Do it, please. <laughs>